You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and joining me today is our Head of Australian Economics, Gareth Ed. Gareth, nice to have you on. Yeah, nice to be on, Belinda, in a day which is uh, another big day for the RBA but not as much of a surprise as previous meetings. I think we all took a a bit of a a deep breath after the meeting today that the RBA delivered something that was widely expected, even though it was another large interest rate rise. So the RBA delivered another 50 basis point increase today. So the cash rate now sits at 1.35%. And as you said, Gareth, it was really a pretty expected statement uh, after, I think, two months of what was a little bit of a surprise by the RBA. That's right. I mean, the, the 50 basis point increase in the cash rate was widely expected across the, um, the sell side of economists and the financial markets were basically pricing that too. So no surprises on that front, although I would still add that I think for a lot of Australian households, mm. the speed at which rates are going up is, is still actually a surprise. And in, in a very short amount of time, we've had quite a significant increase uh, in the cash rate, particularly given that it wasn't that long ago, uh, the Reserve Bank was still flagging that interest rate rises for, were, were a long way away. And we've had now three rate rises in a row uh, with a total of 125 basis points, which is a, a significant amount of tightening in a very short amount of time. I think though, as far as the statement goes, um, it was pretty pragmatic. Uh, there wasn't too much in there that was a surprise for us. In fact, if, if anything, it, it left us encouraged that the Reserve Bank is not going to uh, run ultra hard against high inflation. And I think that's important when thinking about the outlook for the Australian economy, particularly over, over 2023. So I still think um, you know a big move of 50 basis points will make, make a lot of headlines and it'll probably cause some further anxiety out there across households that have borrowed money, uh, quite a bit of money in the recent past. But as far as financial markets go, it was very much in line with what was expected today. As you said, the RBA has done a lot of tightening in a, a two short months. So they've delivered 125 basis points of, of tightening, really based on their view on inflation. Uh, but as you point out in your note, other central banks have, have certainly uh, also done a lot of rate hikes, but the RBA has done a lot in a short period of time. They have, and... A function there is a, a function of how much they've done in a short amount of time is, is how frequently they meet. Mm. Uh, we often just talk about what a central bank has done at a given meeting without focusing on the frequency of the meetings. And in Australia, we have 11 meetings in a year, and the RBA basically meets every month except for January. So when we talk about what, what they've done over the past uh, three meetings, that's really only picking up a period of, of two months uh, between the 4th of May and the 6th of July. And within that time, they've delivered uh, 125 basis point hike and then two back-to-back 50s, which means in total, they've delivered 125 basis points. And if you compare that, say, to the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, where it's been pretty sort of universally agreed that the Reserve Bank of New Zealand has been raising rates, um, a word that's kind of used in financial markets is, is aggressively. 
Well, it's taken the Reserve Bank of New Zealand six months mm. to deliver 125 basis points of hikes if you go back to what they've done since the 24th of November last year and the 25th of May. So the reality is the RBA is caught up um, very quickly in terms of what they've delivered. But I think one difference, though, is their messaging. Um, Some other central banks, particularly the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, also the US Federal Reserve more recently, have really sounded like um, they're willing to drop the rate of inflation almost at all costs, Um, whereas the Reserve Bank, our Reserve Bank, does not sound like that at all. Um, They don't appear as impatient as some other central banks. Um, They're expecting inflation to peak at 7%, so they're certainly not in denial of, of where inflation is getting to. But they do sound a little bit more patient. I think that makes a lot of sense um, given the rate of inflation in Australia is not as high right now as other countries. We don't have the wages growth that, um, in fact, the RBA still wants wages growth to go up. We've got a highly indebted household sector. Uh, The transmission mechanism um, from the policy rate to the real economy is much more direct in Australia given uh, the structure of our mortgage market. Now, I think one other thing that... It's, it's easy for us to all forget, and that is that the RBA actually has a higher inflation target mm. than, than most other central banks. So I think from our perspective today, you know, the 50 basis points came as no surprise, but you know, we're, we're sort of encouraged by the overall tone of the statement because, yes, we've got more rate hikes to come, but it doesn't sound like the RBA is going to just be purely fighting inflation. They're going to be thinking about the, 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 the medium-term outlook. Uh, which is, I think, important when thinking about directionally where the Australian economy is going. So the RBA has said that higher interest rates will help establish a more sustainable balance between demand for and the supply of goods and services. So they they really want time for the supply side of the economy to catch up and demand to reduce to meet that supply. So to do that, you are going to see an impact on the consumer. The RBA in more recent commentary, particularly today's statement and Governor Lowe's speech from a couple of weeks ago, seems to be placing more emphasis on watching consumer demand from here. Uh, So I guess on that, we have said for quite some time, Australian households are much more sensitive to higher interest rates so what are we what are we seeing in terms of the consumer and what does that mean for future interest rate hikes as well? Yeah, look, look it's very early days mm. and you know, the RBA has moved a lot in a very short amount of time and you wouldn't expect to see much of an impact on what they've done coming through any of the, the major data at the moment, just given the lags between changes in the cash rate and the impact that has on the economy and then how dated often data is that we actually get. And a lot of data is lagging. It's really just telling you what's been happening as opposed to, to where you're going. I think, again, what was encouraging today in, in, the, in the governor's statement was that the RBA don't appear too dogmatic about which way this is going to go. They're quite open to the idea that um, there's a lot of uncertainty around how households will actually behave to mm. higher interest rates and also negative real wages growth. And therefore, I think the fact that they're sort of open to... Um, to, to seeing how this unfolds means they're not going to aggressively raise the cash rate, um, thinking sort of dogmatically that households will be able to withstand much higher interest rates and it won't really change the outlook for spending. So it's, it's, it's early days, um, but the consumer confidence surveys are certainly at, at worrying levels, which would suggest that households will actually respond to these higher rates uh, in the form of slowing spend, uh, lower spending in certain things. 
That's a funny one to some extent when the RBA is talking about supply and demand imbalance in the economy. There's not a lot they can do to put downward pressure on oil prices or food prices due to, due to floods, which again, as we're, we're recording this, we're, we're going through an, another round of floods, which will put further upward pressure on food prices in the near term. You know, they can't do anything about gas and electricity prices. So there's only certain parts of the consumer that they can actually um, put downward pressure on in terms of demand. But yeah, those consumer sentiment surveys indicate that they'll get plenty of traction from rate hikes. Uh, home prices are already falling, and yeah, they're a good forward-looking indicator of the economy, and they'll continue to fall uh, whilst the Reserve Bank is raising rates. So I think ultimately, and this is the house view that we've got in the team, is that you know, we will see the impact of these rate hikes come through uh, on the consumer, uh, not necessarily on inflation in the near term, but the fact the Reserve Bank went out there today and said they're expecting inflation to come back down to the 2 to 3% range uh, as we go through next year, I think is, is some comfort there that they'll become forward-looking and won't just be responding to near-term inflation data. So it is the forward-looking data we do need to, to keep an eye on. You did say that the consumer sentiment surveys we are getting are in already very pessimistic territory. We do have dwelling prices already turned, uh, particularly in our home states of New South Wales with Sydney home prices falling at an increasing rate uh, in June. So where does the RBA go from here? So the cash rate's at 1.35%. We get Q2 CPI data out uh, later in July. How does that set the RBA up for lifting rates for the rest of this year? Yeah, look, they've flagged today that they're going to, um, I think they use the words, continue to normalise interest rates over the coming months, which effectively means they're looking at further rate rises now. The magnitude of, of the rate rise next month, I think, will just be heavily impacted by what's in that Q2 CPI. I think not just the level that it prints it, but also you know, whether or not we're seeing broad-based increases in prices or you know, are they confined to certain parts of the CPI basket that the RBA can't do a lot about. So that piece of data will very much influence um, what they do at the August board meeting, as will, I think, their forecasts for the economy because... Now that they're going back to um, what they used to always be, which is a forward-looking central bank that sets policy not just on where the economy is today but where they're expecting it to go, I think um, I think the fact that they think inflation will be coming down next year, obviously in part due to higher interest rates, means they're not just going to be responding to um, the inflation prints we get over the, over the rest of this year. Certainly, though, as far as August goes, that Q2 CPI will be the key input there. At the moment, uh, we're marginally favouring a 25 basis point hike, um, but you'd have to say the risk there is that they just do another 50, given that that Q2 CPI will be very strong. But after that, you know, we think that we're back to just 25s and not too many more of them, simply because you know, the rate hikes will be will be powerful, given the indebtedness of the household sector, given where sentiment is at the moment. We've still got negative real wages growth, and ultimately. You know, the, the Reserve Bank still wants the economy to, to, to go well next year and they want to see unemployment remain low. Gareth, that's a, that's a good wrap-up of where the RBA stands today. Looks like all eyes will be on uh, that CPI data in late July uh, and then the August board meeting to really see if the RBA keeps up the pace it's set over the last uh, three months. But as you said, we'll certainly start to see the impact soon of those rate rises. Thanks for joining Thanks, Belinda. Now, you can read Gareth Ed's write-up of the RBA July board meeting, which was published on the 5th of July 2022 on combankresearch.com.au.